Peace. Shout out to Graffiti Talk Radio and my homie Derek Kelly. Shout out to Bomba Cloud. Much love to you and your crew. Ladies and gentlemen, Graffiti Talk Radio. Danky with me. Yo, what's up, Danky? What's up, Derek? We have a very special guest today back joining us again with a very special announcement to give to us. We have the legendary side from the legendary group Psycho Drama. What's going on, side? Do what you want to do. Do what you got to do. I'm doing what I got to do in this time to retire. What's going on with y'all? Yeah, I was surprised when I heard that, man. But, you know, you say it's retirement, but that doesn't mean you're going to stop working. What are you going to be doing over your retirement? I'm doing all the behind-scenes stuff, you know, producing, uh, signing artists, writing, uh, just video directing, you know, just everything but just the rap single and the rap solo or, or rapping with the group Psychodrama, you know. And when I do drop a song, it's going to be dope. But as far as that, just expecting me to lay some music and some stuff coming out, this, this is going to be the last one. But I got some heavy hitters on there for y'all. All right. So when did you decide that it was time to retire? Uh, well, I've been in this game for 25 years, man, and I appreciate my fans and all the blood, sweat, and tears, the three platinum plaques, the one gold. Uh, I maybe 15 years ago, but I finally just, you know, said it like somebody that works over. They always say, "I'm gonna retire next year. I'm gonna retire next year." But um, I've seen all the good that I can help people with, with uh, all the areas besides just laying raps and you buying the CDs. You know, I could get people a little further just by being behind them with the expertise that I got and the way that we started Chicago hip-hop the way we did. Yeah, I heard that. And you know what? I've been checking out the um, website at the Teen Entertainment uh, website, teenstudios.com yep, over yep, there, which you have yep. for Teen Entertainment. I am highly impressed. Now, say that website again. The website is teenentertainmentinstitute.com, spelled out correctly, no big, no little. You guys have everything at that studio. I've never seen, like, that studio is a one-stop for everything. You go to that studio, they got a barbershop for your, for your haircut. They got a daycare for your children. They got food, you know what I'm saying, feet. They got the photo shoot. They got everything. Yeah, Why don't yeah. you tell us about the team entertainment studio? Yeah, well, it's kind of like a crush groove thing for people that know about crush groove. And for people that knew about Chess Records, Cadillac Records, you know, we used to be the powerhouse in Chicago for Midwest, uh, down south, north and east as far as the major record sales. We still have the major record sales for everyone. But um, you don't have the companies. They all moved out, you know. Quincy Jones moved out. Uh, 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 Motown, they all moved out, you know. So it's nowhere for artists to really go from one step to the next step to trying to get seen because the connections are real loose here. So what I'm trying to do is be the first uh, 
one of the originators to do a powerhouse team, a whole building with the one-stop stop for all your needs. And to get the stuff done, and let's try to push everything out of Chicago. Chicago made, Chicago pay. If we find you and you're from another city, you know, we're going to make sure they pay too. Yeah, okay. the artist deserves it. Nah. Artist, it's all about the artist, and I had to take time out to stand up for him because I see nobody else at my caliber is doing that. And, you know, me and Entertain, which really pushed me, um, showed me broader what my dreams were and helped me to help people out. And we've been doing this for 10 years now, and uh, we're getting good results of it. So I said, why not um, own our own record company and own our own press-up shop and own our own studio in Chicago and have everything come out from there? They want to meet up with us. They got to come talk to us. How many artists are you working with? Right now, I'm just working with one artist, which is Noya. It's the first artist that I ever really wanted to work with and stuck with. I uh, spent a lot of time with. We just dropped her album, Heavy's Only, which is featuring Young Bleed. You got uh, Sheen on there, Fuck for Psychodrama. You got uh, Kilo from Kusha Conflict on there and Project Pat and yours truly. And it's a nice produced album. I think it's, uh, we got Ill Will on there, K-Park. And I think it's one of the, the best albums to come out from a female artist in a long time. It most certainly is. As a matter of fact, I got two jams on there. Um, okay. You know, I'm okay. pulling up the album right now. I got I got two jams that I listen to over and over again on repeat. I'm the boss. Yeah, yeah. We've been using, we've been shooting that I'm the boss video for about a year. We're shooting the finishing last touches tonight in Key West, inshallah. And uh, yeah. we'll be getting it to you soon. We did it in about five different cities, you know. And then uh, don't look back with that Don Henley sample. That was um a good throwback and yeah, everybody's wondering why yeah, I left, knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's wondering why I left the verse out in the beginning. Because I want people to go into their mode into what they feel from the music that they hear and think of what they think and then after that we come in and tell you what we think. So I think I'm the first artist that ever did that left the first verse open so you could do what you want to do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we evolved. Well, I have to get on that and send the put to. a verse on there and send it back to you. That's right. Put a verse on that and send it back, you know. You, you, you're talking to the Elon Musk of, of Chicago, you know. I, I can't stop and I won't stop. Well, you know what? It's good that we have a person thinking about this technology because check this out. There's some there's some technology changing, but also the laws are changing. So yeah. I'm going I'm yeah. to start with the technology. Um, okay. I bring up the technology changing because, uh, the word is out that the corporations are going to stop manufacturing CDs. And Correct. so I, I haven't seen it happen yet, but it was supposed to happen in 2018 this year. So when that time Correct. comes, um, how, will it, how will it affect the underground artists? Uh, if you don't know what to do, with, uh, if you need help from the big guys and they cut down CD selling and you figure you can't do anything, well, I don't know what it is for you. But if you're dealing with a person like me that manufactures everything for you and everything, CDs won't die. And that just makes my market bigger because now we're going to press up everybody's CD, the Entertainment Institute. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm glad to hear that. Now, um, one big change that happened in Chicago was when they took down our 9:50 a.m. Our, and our 106 jam. Um, right. It was due to the 1996 Telecommunications Act, which uh, allowed a lot of the big companies to to own more markets, and they ended up buying out all the mom parts. Like Clear but Channel. We have another big. Yeah, Clear Channel. Yeah. They just they just yeah. straight up wiped up, and then and then they 
they, you know, if they blacklist you, then you're just straight up blacklist from every yeah. market in the in the country. But now that you, I don't know if you heard heard about the new law that's trying to come out down this, um, the pipe, and, and this is this is on top of net neutrality, which we're going to have to deal with. But the new law that is coming down is the local radio station does no longer have to be located in the local market. So uh, when this law comes to pass, you could be turned on your local Chicago radio station, uh, the office and the DJ and everybody could be in Oregon or Utah or, or right. Miami. So Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how it's so, going. Um, I just... Yeah, I just heard a, uh, it's a station that it got called 104.3 uh, Old School Throwback Jams that he just put in Chicago. Now, I heard that then. I just went to Las Vegas about three weeks ago, and I heard the same station. So I haven't heard about that law, but I can put together what you're talking about because they were playing the same song that they were playing in Chicago. And I was telling Noy, it seems like they got a simulcast. Like, whoever owns the one that's in Chicago owns it somewhere else, too. Right, right. See, but if you if you foresee... Uh, and look at the pattern of what's been happening. Uh, you can see that that's kind of they're trying to kind of they're always trying to throw a monkey bitch in, in in our plan. But you know what? We got we got good minds like yours, side that are uh, that are keep us out there. That are keep you know whatever whatever gets thrown in our way. I think Chicago's blessed to have a brother like you that's out there that's going to be one step ahead of everything yes sir i mean i mean i mean it's, it's ridiculous it's like i don't advertise i'm a very humble guy we've been throwing shows for 10 years when i host a show i'm actually the guy that gets your cd finds out what number it is troubleshoots it if your flash drive doesn't work if you haven't lost and had it on the phone i'll find a way to do it and that's what i love doing and i reach out to these artists and half of the artists don't even know who i am from adam but they can always look back in one day and say hey entertain inside they really helped me out towards my career as far as they could, and the rest is on me. That's right. That's right. So you, you help those that are pushing forward for helping themselves, and you help them help guide them in the right direction. Because back in the back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, there was a lot of brothers with a lot of drive, and then they ran into a lot of the wrong people in their careers. Yeah, and, and what we had to learn once, yeah, what we had to learn is once we got older that, it's always been been running into uh, other people that they didn't tell you that, and we were kids. And what I call that is uh, industry abuse. So that's that's another reason why I stopped and I retired because I'm not going to go through industry abuse. And I went back through it with um, other record labels before, and you don't notice it until everything's gone out of your out of, out of your eyesight. And then if you don't have the right managers, or even if you do have the right managers, if people want to be snakes, they could be snakes, you know. And in the end, the guy that's older than you and your kid, they give a care about you. And once you can't do anything or make any money for them, they'll throw you right back to the streets like a prostitute. It's called industry abuse. And I want to be the first person to say that. So some people get sexually abused. This is mentally industry abuse. You see what I'm saying? There's people right now that um, pass away or sick or have drug problems or alcohol problems. Because of things like that, I'm just getting, I'm getting over trying now to get over, uh, I'm an alcoholic, and getting over not noticing that I was drinking, trying to create stuff because I was really hiding back inside the pain that I had, you know. And what are you going to do when you're a creative person and you still want to write, but no company's going to sign you or you're not with any company or you're not looking for that or they're looking for the new hot artist? I said, oh, so it's just enemy. It wasn't to make money or just be famous. 
you got to be able to continue with your life after that. So that's why we started these shows to throw for the youngsters. That's why I started doing the independent songs. That's why I stopped rapping with psychodrama and being involved in it and start talking out more instead of just giving you the rap. Let's come to my shows or come to my interviews that I do or our, our business meets and see what else we have in store, you know, to let people know that it's okay. And you're going to go through bumps and stumbles. But I'm here to let you know, you know, as long as you know what not to do, you made it half the way. And that's why I'm here because I don't you want know, anybody else to go through this stuff as, as far as I can handle it. But as far as long as it's under my wing, you know. Yeah. And, you know, the first person who I thought of when you said industry abuse and some of the pains that you go through for being a, a creator and not having a platform to create, um, the late Johnny P., May he rest in peace. Man, I yeah. love that brother and, the, and his style. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, it's, funny, and it's funny because I don't yeah. name drop, but when I was talking about industry abuse, he was the first one that popped in my head. You know, like I said, at the end, nobody, yeah. nobody cares. As long as you're not giving them, as long as you, you know, giving them what they want or not giving them what they want, they don't care. They don't really care. They'll let you sit up and, and rot away and they'll need you this one day. He'll give you $1,000 and tell you to fucking kick rocks until the next two years we need you. And it's been going on, not just that, it's been going on in the acting field, the movie field, uh, you know, plays, musicals, anything that has to do with entertainment. It's been going on since the beginning of beginning of time. And I'm trying to figure out the combination lock. I got two of the numbers right. I got to get one more right, and I think we got it. But I'm not taking it anymore. And anybody that's under our company, Team NT or the Entertainment Institute, we're not taking it, and we're going to help you as far as we can without going to anybody else. What can I say, man? I mean, you're gonna help. Uh, do Do you like know about um, the the rights, the streaming rights, the uh, the man, mechanical rights, and all that other stuff that yeah, people yeah, don't know Yeah, we teach them mechanical rights. We teach them split sheets, copyright. We don't do it for them. We show them how to do it. And once I see studios and marketing, business, advertising, yourself, you know, investing in yourself, you know, you can come up and say you got a five thousand dollar budget. Well, hey, I can show you what you can do with that $5,000, you know. And you invest in yourself. Okay. And we make the best of it. And you don't cut corners. You go to great studios. You get great mixing and mastering done. You don't cut corners. You don't waste time. And that's what our company is about. We don't waste time. We don't have time for that. Time is money. Time is creating. That's right. So it's an actual institute. You actually teach artists these things as they go along. And so to help them bring out their, their creativeness. Definitely. It's the first independent musical college in Chicago and, and a far that I know in the world that's not-for-profit, you know, that doesn't have any companies backing them up. It all comes out of our pockets, you know, that what we do have to spend to keep the company going, you know. So, hey, that's what it is. I love it. You know, retirement. Yes. How important is it for us to have our own institutions? not just record labels, but media outlets and our own platforms for distributing our music. Well, everybody does, like you, Derek, you, and uh, Bumba Clyde, you know, and everybody that, that knows that's, that's bosses and that knows how to run a company it needs to do that. It's, it's like the first union that I just started for music, you know, and you start your chapter and everybody else starts their chapter and everybody stays together. And once you do that, can't nobody get through to you. It's like the masons of music. It's untouchable. Unless by Allah's will. 
because I, you know, I, I, I support you, you know, and and uh, there's there's some other people who I I seen in the, in the talk radio field that I've been supporting. Um, Scotty Reed from Black Talk Radio Network. He uh-huh. um, for the last eight years he's been uh, his his own from the ground up uh, radio. You know, Black Talk Radio Network, where we have a place Definitely. to go, and we're not constantly getting constantly getting flagged, um, constantly. And 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 just like in your situation, it took him to start his media on somebody else's platform, and that person constantly taking his thing down, saying, "Well, we don't like your name." You know, what I'm saying Black right. Talk Radio Network. That's racist. Yeah. Well, that forced him. That forced him to have to create his own platform. You know what I'm saying? That's and right. He, that's he, right. Like going nine years, nine years strong now, and and helping other talk radios. Now I got a place to go um, for my talk radio, BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. I got a place to go, and I'm constantly finding new uh, media through that one place. Now, as you know, George, I'm looking at you, and you got you're starting something from the ground up. When it comes to up and coming underground artists. Who should contact you, and what kind of service should they expect when they contact you that would help you build your platform? Well, that's a great question. What we do is we have a great consultation company that will sit with any artist, uh, any instrument, uh, any musician, and we'll pick your brain. You pick our brain. We'll come up with the best thing that we think and the best solution for your upcoming album or solo project. We agree upon it, and we put it out, and, and that's it. There's nothing that could be said about it. We made the best decisions that we could off of it. And nine times out of ten, it's going to get great promotion, and it's going to get great success. Now it's on you to take it to the next level. You see what I'm saying? But when, but but we, we're your jump start. You know your car's not running. We're a jump start. You just got to keep it running. And if you listen and pay attention, and in our consultations, you pick up anything, I'm pretty sure that would be no problem with you keeping your engine running. That's what Team ENT is about, success. Right. Working hands-on with the artist, you know, intimate, right there, and making sure we get the best results. Because this music is not no game. You got 1,000 people laying songs every 20 minutes and putting them out, and it's flooded. You have to get through all of those channels and all those cracks so a person can even hear your dope beats. You know how many people got dope songs out there and they just slept on? Yes. yes. That's where our company comes in contact. We specialize in that. We specialize in marketing, social media branding, and the big guys that we talk to and what they're looking for, well, hey, you got a shot, we'll tell you that's what they're looking for. If you can produce that for them, then, hey, you got through the cracks. We're the number one promotion company yeah. and independent artist company in the Midwest for the last eight years. I'm still years. finding songs that are like four years old, and and, and I'm thinking they're new. And I'll be like, yeah. I tell my son, I say, you know, I like yeah. this song. And my son be like, that song four years old. <laughs> you know, right. yeah. Yeah. The, the market is so flooded. Yeah, what I did yeah. was I had a, I had an album one time. I got a story for you. I had an album one time, and I didn't have the marketing up. The uh, internet just started growing big with the Facebook and Twitter and everything. And I put it out, and I got it out to my main people. I got it out to all the drama fans and everybody, but it still didn't make up enough. So what I had to do was I had to sit back and think about it. So what I did was re-put the album out, put a whole nother cover, put a whole nother name, and picked up everybody else that was acting like they was listening to it and buying it and didn't buy it, and it actually tripled in sales. And the music was actually before its time because now it's talking about stuff that's going on now. 
so it's all kind of ways we could do. Uh, we can have artists that have projects already. We could revamp those projects, put them out in different cities and states in different years, you know, and, and make it work, you know. Like uh, Shorty Lowe, he had that song, Hello, Hello, They Know, They Know. He had that song for four years, man, before everybody heard it in the world. And he kept pushing that song because he knew that was the best song that he had. Hello. Wow. Hello. They know. They know. Yes, I go. Well, you know what? Well, uh, tell us about your your uh, other endeavors, like uh, writing for comedy now. Yeah, I'm doing um, comedy writing. Like I'm a big fan of Paul Mooney. He did a lot of writing for Richard Pryor, and I have a lot of friends, comedians that famous friends, and I sit around and we just crack jokes when we meet. You know, we're not even telling jokes. We're just funny in the way that we're talking. And so they were cracking up more than I was cracking up at them. I said, hey, let me write some stuff for you, and we just took off from there. I got some comedians that don't want to do the rap. I got some comedians that want to do the rap stuff because they want to do rap too. Like I got my friend Chris Red that just joined Saturday Night Live. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, we're supposed to be working on a project coming up soon. And like I said, I'm going to sit down with them close up and personal like I do with all the artists and make sure that we can make the best of the song that we record. That we record. Okay, well, yeah, I heard that. I heard that skit that he did on Saturday Night Live with the with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, where yeah. he told the whole story <laughs> all the way to yeah. the end. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, it was. Yeah. And yeah, and then um, like I was saying, entertain. She she's the CEO of my company. You know, I trust her with everything, my life. And um, she's a great person to talk to. You know, I'm I'm pretty I'm more savvy with the rap words than the technical words. So I would like to put her on the phone for all the listeners that's listening, so you can really get an inside depth look at what our company is about. Hold on, everybody, here's Entertain. Hey, how's it going, Zoya? What's up, my sister? How you been? Ah man, I can't complain. I'm blessed. All right, right. This is Big Diesel. Yeah, um, I loved your last album. You know what I'm saying? I love every song of the album. But like, like I told Sai, when I hit when I hit that I'm the boss, I put that sucker on repeat for a long time. And then that don't, that don't look back, I love it. You know, but, but that, your time. album is awesome. Yeah, your Man, album is awesome. You. you know, we've been thank posting you. it in Graffiti Talk Radio, letting everybody know, hey, you know, go check this out. Hey, so that's great to? to hear. Um, I'm that that particular project we, we really took our time with it and um it was just really a way for me to come into some confidence because like he said, I do a lot of uh the business part of it. I don't really have a, a major love for being a rapper. Um, however I, I love to perform. That's something that um that I do like about it. I'm always able to capture the uh the audience and I, I get fans every time I perform. So that part of it um kind of motivates me to get into it a little bit more. As far as writing, um the, the producers tell me that man, you could just you can just write on the spot. I, and a lot of a lot of other artists can't do that. And I just wanted to let you know that and I didn't know that that was a gift. So um being around side has actually made uh, me be able to realize a lot of things. He has all of this expertise. He is, like, basically so ingenious that he, he makes everything look so easy. So it's challenging. It's just like if you're running track and you're racing against the slowest racer, you know, you're going to have a pretty much slow time. If you're racing against the fastest racer, then you're going to have a faster time. And it's basically just like that with the music stuff. So I feel like I'm doing really well um, with the music because I'm racing against the fastest racer. 
There you go. Yeah. Now, Side was telling us about, and and this is a this is a term that he coined because I'm going to be talking about this a lot now that he brought it up. But he he talked he was talking to us about industry abuse. Like, what have you seen that in the in the industry? Why don't you tell us about like what you know about that uh, particular area of what happens to these artists? So, um, a lot of the whole reason why the company was established that that that's where the company grew. This is a grassroots movement that basically um was birthed because we went we 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 saw it in Atlanta. So it we already knew what happened from Chicago from him being with the group Psychodrama. Everybody knows the story behind that. Um we went over to Atlanta and we were we were trying to go to where the music was happening and this was supposed to be the mecca of music now. So we we went over there to find out what was going on. When we got there, we found that there was every night of the week there were different showcases with artists performing and it was just um you know a lot going on. Once we started kind of getting into it, we found out that a lot of it was kind of BS and the entire um hip hop scene for artists was drummed off uh the artists paying this money. Um nobody's in the club really pretty much to watch them but other artists and they there was a lot of cheating going on. And so what what Side and I did, we said, let's do some cheating of our own. So we we jumped out there and pretended like he wasn't a legend, and um and I performed. He and I performed at some some of these showcases just to kind of see because we we scoped out and we heard that well this person wins every time and this person is actually the artist of the promoter that's throwing the show, and so we we saw a lot of red flags in the industry as far as with these different shows. And so when one time it's so funny side and I performed at, at a venue and, um, I won't say no names because the young lady that um, that's venue it was, she is the person that I, I actually got inspired to initially, she pushed me to do the promotion thing the way that I did it because she told me I couldn't do it. And so, you know, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to show you three times, three different ways that I can do that. So um, so when we performed at her event, we we did this song, and so they were, everybody was just kind of like mouth dropped. And after we did the song, we, we were there to do a two-song set. After we did the one song, the other song didn't come on. And so we, we went up, we said, hey, you know what? play the other song and they said oh we lost your cd and so we were like huh and they said yeah we lost your cd and so we we laughed and 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 we got and we we got off stage and so at that time when we got off stage and we went to sit down i sat down and then i didn't know what to think because first of all everybody was just pretty much looking and they wasn't really saying a lot because they all were stunned, like everybody that watched the performance. And it was a gritty Chicago type of song, so I can kind of relate to them being like, where did these two people come from? And long story short, when I went to the restroom, it, I just got bombarded with about six to eight people that were like, "You, that was great, and, you know, where are you from? And and it was amazing. And that, that same story um, 
that that same reaction was the one that I got from Project Pat when Cy was headlining with him. And um, I I went and converted quickly back to the management role after the performance, and and I was asking Pat, let me get this picture with you inside, you know, for this promo for the show that you guys just did. And Pat turned around to hear me say say that, and he says, "You snap, where are you from?" And the the big smile that he had on his face, and the fan that he looked like, the fan that he was, it w- it was everything you know, for me, because I was just like, wow, this is real. You know, this is not just something that, you know, you're doing. This is actually real. So with all of that being said, I said, i got to figure out a way to help people that have a real talent, and they they really giving it their all, because don't get me wrong, it's about 90% of the people that's rapping that's just wasting their time, wasting their money, and wasting their energy. And so there is a, a 5% of people that really have the talent um, and, and have, you know, the ambition to get out there and get it, but a lot of the good people, they get tired. They get weighed down with all the bullshit, excuse me, um, and they um, they kind of just, they they quit. So the, you'll hear them, they got this great music, but it, it never goes anywhere, and it's just left at that. Uh, to, to sum up the Atlanta story, um, after we saw that was going on, we decided let's take this back to Chicago and do real shows with judges that can change artists' lives, with uh, DJs that can hear a song and spin songs. Right now we have worked with some great DJs that play music from artists that they heard at our shows based on being at our shows, like the great uh, DJ V-Dub, and, um, who has really been a great uh, icon for us in this uh, in this in this movement because he's given his time to also say, hey, I'll aid and assist in what you guys are doing. I believe in what you're doing and I also want to help. So um, we've also had support from Shondell of uh, Raw TV and uh, Frankie Robinson and DJ K. Caesar, and there's just so many legendary names that I can name of people that gave us a shot. We actually got our first show that we did, uh, our very first show. Um, we're doing a reloaded tour. It was called Chi-Town versus ATL Tours, and we did that in uh, 2010. And we we did a show in Atlanta, um, and then we two shows in Atlanta, and then we did two shows here in Chicago and Gary. Um, so we're we're actually doing a reunion show tour of that because we had Waka Flocka gave us a nice shout out on that. We had um, Jazz O, who was a legendary judge on that, uh, Eight Ball, MJG, just so many people that wanted to be a part of what we they saw that we were trying to do for hip hop, and everybody kind of put their hands in on deck. So we're able to move forward and really make this happen. And we see that we have the support. Um, we see that there is a need and we're going to do everything that we have in our power to put somebody in a position to change their life. Uh, briefly, we have had a couple of success stories in these eight years that we've been doing it. Um, we got a few artists that have signed some deals. They didn't sign the deals that we got presented to them. However, um, we were the first people to get these deals presented. And then after they turned down our deal, they ended up getting some other deals. So who knows? However it happens, you know, I don't care. As long as it happens, it doesn't have to be, you know, the actual one that I did. But if, if somebody's seen it and it made you look more enticing, you know, to them, hey, if it works for you, it works for me.
And yeah, you guys got a lot of people backing you because you're, you're good people. And I, I know V Dub's a good person too. I've been following him for years, so uh, you can next time you talk to V Dub, let him know I want to I want to talk to him too. You know, that, okay, I'm, we'll I'm a fan of his. You know, oh, the whole well, radio. Yeah, I'm, I, I support. Well, that's Nation you know so, Business, Nation Business, N A T I O N B I Z N E S S dot com. That's DJ V Dub, Nation Business dot com. That's him. All right, all right. Shout out, V-Dub. Okay. Yeah. Now, Side is getting into comedy and doing this writing for this other stuff, and I know you have a documentary coming up. Um, yeah. How is that doc- How is that documentary coming along? Well, Side is actually going to be directing that. He is um, he is he has he has uh directed our last three videos. He's worked closely with Little E Films, who we shouting out. That's a Team ENT success story. He started out with us uh, with zero videos under his belt. Right now, he has over six million views um, on YouTube with his videos. He's huge in Chicago. If you want a video, Little E Films is who you get at, at on Twitter, and then also now Pete didn't Noble. he do Trust None? Uh, no, little did e, you do the tr- trust none. No, little e. Um, what he did was he threw. I think he. It's not a real video. It's he did. He put up one of the one of the psychodrama. No, you're talking about. Uh, let me let me. What's the, the, what's the man? What's the guy who did trust none? Uh, that, that's not little e. That's Tony Rock. You know, trust yeah. E C L. That's what you're talking about. So we're E.C. Illa, shout yeah. out to him. He's the one that did Trust None, great movie, and, you know, we definitely want to see them move forward and do another one. Everybody's been talking about it. But this guy, is, is he's little E, at L-I-L-E-F-I-L-M-S. That's him on Twitter, Little E Films. And you can call him and get you a video in Chicago. He, yeah, he's he got great views on his YouTube. You'll definitely – he's done Sicko Mob, Stunt Taylor, and just a lot of different people, um, as well as P. Noble TV. Now, that is the man. P. Noble TV is the actual plug. If you want anything, if you go to P. Noble TV uh, on YouTube, You'll see Lil Wayne, you'll see Nicki Minaj, you'll see Rick Ross, whoever it is, you'll see them with uh, P Noble TV. That's our actual, that's the man. Three one two five two one films. That's P Noble TV. So okay. um, they are the All ones. Right. Little E, Little E Films and P Noble TV, along with Side, are the ones responsible for shooting that uh, movie. The uh, I flew with you. I, I'm sorry, You Can't Fly With Me is the book, and I Flew With You is the movie. And that is a story about my seven-year friendship uh, with Michael Jordan. It's me and a group of teenagers who got a chance to actually witness all the rings. So we, I witnessed six rings from floor seats um, in, at the United Center, all the rings. We, we actually were guests of Michael Jordan. We had a personal number of his to uh, – to call Nike to order our Jordans, every single pair that came out. Um, and, and, and we were, again, these were project kids. If you know about Chicago, across the street from where the Bulls play is, is a project called the Henry Horner. I, was, I, was, I grew up across the street from those projects in something called the townhouses. And that's how we ended, ended up knowing, you know, how Michael and all of the Bulls move. So after going out there, you know, all the guys would be out there every day to pretty much see them when they come past. Um, after all of that, Michael and Scotty and everybody seeing them regularly, they understood that these kids were harmless and just wanted to, you know, be fans. And eventually Michael stopped one day and let us into his world. 
and it, it was life changing for me. And the, um, the documentary is coming out because I don't want to uh, talk about Michael Jordan when he's not here. Everybody um, seemed to bash Michael Jordan a lot on social media. I am very, very protective of Michael Jordan on social media um, because people don't know. And so the first thing they do is be mad at him because he's a great businessman. Check out the So, um, uh, one of the people that bashed Michael Jordan publicly was Chameleonaire. And so if you go to YouTube, you'll see a very funny disc called the Chameleonaire disc by me as a very, very rookie. So this, this video is hilarious because I made the video and I also rap on it. And I'm basically telling Chameleonaire off for going and making this big video and dissing Michael Jordan on his video. He was mad because Michael Jordan would not sign his jersey that he purchased from Michael at a fundraiser. Uh, he was mad because Michael wouldn't uh, take a picture with him. So, um, you know, he, he made this big video and, and got all of these people to start bashing Michael Jordan because Michael was at this fundraiser and Chameleonaire wanted to act like this big fan, even though I'm sure he probably was, but Michael said, I don't take pictures with no with no dudes, basically. I mean, it's all these females around here. You know, and I think it, I, me knowing Michael, I, I get it. It wasn't personal like like that. I just, I, he's just, he's just human. He's very down to earth. He's very regular, you and me. So you guys are at a big fundraiser, and it's all these women around, and you want to be grouping up on me talking about take a picture. Then when I say, man, I don't want to take it right now, you want to get mad and publicly this. So I ended up doing a you know rebuttal to, a response to his uh to his his this to, to Michael, and then you know ultimately I just want to put the word out. Michael did so many. I took over a hundred. You and family members and just anybody I wanted to take. I took them to meet Michael. He treated all of those people like they were royalty. Everybody, anybody who I ever took, he treated them like they were royalty. And um, it just it just changed my life. So there's a there's not just me. There's another group. It's, it's all together. It's about seven or eight of us who have these different life, uh, life stories that was changed by Michael. And we want to share that with the world because, you know, it's, it's a lot bigger than what everybody wants to portray it to be. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I got Danica uh, with us. Thank you. What's up, Danica? You have any questions? No, I don't have any questions right now, but it was a pleasure to uh, hear from you. Thank you so much, Danica, a.k.a. Danky. Shout out to you. Already. Appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'm just now learning how to get into videos. And the way, uh, see, I was kind of forced into it because, I, you know, a lot of us know about audio and the, and the radio part of it and putting up the website. And I, I didn't know how to put up the, the audio the video. And so, um Stress comes to me one day and he says, I found someone who can help us with the videos. I said, cool. He goes, yeah, he wants $1,400. I said, $1,400 for, yeah, for video? And I said, so I took the whole entire month of December and I looked up the best video software, you know, and I, and I looked up which one was the best. I took the whole month of December to learn it. So awesome. I'm still learning some things on it, but but yeah. So now I'm just taking my audio uh, that from some of our past, some of our past shows, and I'm and uh, chopping video. them up and putting up clips. Yeah, putting it into video nice. and, and kind of making some pictures match. The, awesome. uh, have some pictures match the and audio. That's the best yeah. way to do it. Yeah, play around the, with it. 
Yeah. But I would I do want to make I do want to make a documentary of my own and uh I I actually want you inside to be a part of it, and but you know I don't like announcing what I'm gonna do before I do it because then people exactly. are saying. So when you exactly. did you get that done yet? Did you get that done yet? Right. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to y'all in, in, in private, but okay. I, I okay. am interested in putting some. Now let me ask do you: have, Do you have a like a crowdfunding for the one that you're doing right now? So the one that I'm doing, doing actually. No, I have I have a couple of small investors, but for the most part, we do fundraisers. I'm a, a huge fundraiser, so um, I've did a lot of work with youth and different outside any any project that that's one of my specialties, uh, marketing and fundraisers. So we we basically get enough of the footage done and get it to our uh, sponsors and uh, investors for approval. They like what they see and they want to see more. And see, a lot of people they don't grow, they don't make it because they don't have enough to start. They didn't have everything they needed to start. And I always try to tell people, put a little something down and get it started and then use that to shop the rest of it with. So that's kind of what I was able to do, just getting a little bit of it started, showing that and getting somebody interested. It's like fishing. You know, you put it out there, they like it, and then you keep moving. So I'm, I'm fortunate to have a small uh, uh, small group of people that are uh, funding this project to get this documentary done. All right. Well, it has been an honor and a pleasure to to speak to you and to speak to I Clyde. really appreciate it. And, I want to get, um, get you back to side to finish up the convo. Okay. Well, about me, I'm fishing right now. I'm, I'm retired, remember? <laughs> no, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> well, so, so, yeah, side, so there it is saying. in a nutshell. There it is in a nutshell, man, the CEO of my company, you know. Hopefully everybody out there heard what it's, that we have to offer for them, you know. Exactly, exactly. And I, and I just wanted to say it's been an honor and a pleasure to talk to both you and Noya. And uh, you guys got some big things going on. And you got my number if ever you need me for any day, you know what I'm saying? Or if you're coming to the Nashville area because that's where I'm that's where I'm at now. Uh oh, yeah. I've been down here for two years. Yeah, I've been down here for two years in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So if y'all if you need anything or if you got something going on down here, you need some help, let me know. And definitely in the same on my end. And once again, sorry for calling in late. That's, that's all right, brother. That's all right. We've been looking was, forward uh, to this for yeah. a while, so we got it. Yeah. We got it now. I re- yeah. yeah, I retired, but I'm still I'm out here wrestling alligators and stuff and everglades and stuff, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> hey, did, hey, do you get a chance to eat alligator meat? Do they serve it down there? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have some uh, fried alligator tails, and hopefully i have some good frog legs. I got this one spot I'm going to go to. This guy that's actually on the travel channel, on the food channel, it's only eight people that live in the um, city where you go into the Everglades. So we're going to check that out. We're going to talk to the mayor of the city and sit down and have frog legs and alligator tails with him. And that'll wow. be tomorrow. Oh, wow. That's tomorrow. You know, I'm still two and a half hours away from the Keys, but when I, you know, get down there, we'll we'll have a ball. Okay. We have a ball. All right. And then we'll get back to work. And I'm still working while we're having a ball. So, you know. I heard that. Well, you, you drive safe, brother. And uh, before we leave, you want to give us uh, your your websites and, and our contact information again? Sure. Our website is spelled out correctly, small or big, theentertainmentinstitute.com. Our main contact number is a 24-hour hotline. Call us at any time at area code 678 678- Seven zero four fifty nine hundred. Once again, that's six seven eight seven zero four fifty nine hundred. And if you're local in the Midwest or Chicago area, you can contact us at seven seven three. 
773-546-8377. Once again, that's 773-546-8377. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, find us. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot for joining us, you guys, and peace. Peace. Hey. Shout out to Graffiti Talk Radio and my homie Derek Kelly. Shout out to Bumble Cloud. Much love to you and your crew. All right.